0: Welcome to the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the dream transition mentor, the creator of the unique 6-step dream transition method which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough Take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me—they did it. I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cosy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. My guest today is the fantastic Griselda Soames of Enchanting Bakes, and we've just talked non-stop for 25 minutes before I've clicked record. So. We've never actually spoken before, but we've just had the most amazing conversation, which is just brilliant. We need to capture some of that magic in this uh, interview because it was brilliant. So Griselda runs Enchanted Bakes, um, which she describes as a marketing agency with biscuits as the medium. So biscuits are a way of cheering somebody up, connecting. You're always smiling when you're eating a biscuit. And um, Griselda has worked for, um, done work for the BBC, Penguin Books, AXA, Halfords, to name but a few. So she uh, has really achieved a fantastic level of success with Enchanting Bakes and um, I think we might mention Michelle Obama later. So there's some really good stuff coming up in this interview. So um, welcome to the podcast, Griselda.
1: Thank you so much. Um, And genuinely, thank you for asking me because it's very flattering um, and again, yes, like you said, it's quite quite fun <laughs> to talk to somebody for the first time and find a fellow kindred spirit. So indeed,
0: really good fun. And we've just bonded about Ted Lasso, and I'm going to be uh, hanging out with Griselda, seeing if I can see Jason Sudeikis, hopefully in the summer we started out we kind of connected on Instagram I don't know kind of obviously we never know how these things happen I think I started following you or I don't know what happened but we built up this little um Instagram friendship just like like talking on stories and stuff like that and I've got a real admiration for the way that you communicate your business your posts when I kind of check Instagram in the morning and I look at your beautiful biscuits they make me smile. I'm not even eating them. I'm just <laughs> looking at them, but they make me smile. That's I just love your more. Instagram feed.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, the, very much. The premise is biscuits are such a happy thing. They're such a simple, straightforward happy thing. It's very rare to find somebody that doesn't like a biscuit, and it's very rare to find somebody that is cross with you for giving them a biscuit for free. So you know, it's um, yeah, biscuits is a is a happy company. That's the way I like to think of it. A happy company that does happy things.
0: Can you imagine if somebody actually was grumpy about being given a biscuit? Be mad, right? Whatever. (laughs) I think there's something... It's interesting because I said to you before we started recording, I love baking. I'm not a sophisticated baker. I'm more of a kind of throw it in the kitchen aid and hope for the best baker. But I have always felt there's something really kind of restorative and uplifting about cake or biscuits. And I bake for people and give them as gifts. So I think probably that's why... I'm drawn into you because of what you do and how that makes, you know, me feel, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's very much, you know, baking is, I mean, it is kind of chemistry. You've got to get the the elements right, you know, but equally it's nothing to be scared of. Just get on with it. See what happens. You know, if you're putting flour, butter, eggs and sugar together, it's going to, it's probably going to taste pretty good at the end of it, you know? And and also I think there's something certainly these days about, you know, everyone goes on about banana bread and stuff, but it was, doing something that's tactile it's it's yep. something that is slightly removed from a rather kind of technology digital based world to just actually kind of go back to something that that is enjoyable to do there's a great result at the end of it you know makes people happy I mean look at the success of British Bake Off there, there's a reason behind that people like it oh
0: yeah it? exactly do you know, I always had a dream of going on there, but then I realised, like I say, I'm not a sophisticated baker. I'm a very <laughs> I can simple. I'll
1: just put it out there. I can. Yeah,
0: make... I can't do all the other things. I definitely couldn't do the technical challenge. I'll just stick. <laughs> I'll just stick to home baking. Oh. So, have you always loved baking? Then, Griselda, is that you know? How did you get started? Started with enchanting Bakes? Where did that come from?
1: Well, I've always liked cooking. Certainly, I've always liked cooking. But for many years, um, I, I I followed the traditional part that a lot of people that I know seem to do school, uni, and then graduate job. Um, I worked in media, media sales. I, I was lucky I got to dot com very, very early, which was incredible, hard work, but really a lot of fun. Um, and But in, in those days, I mean, you literally were either working or socializing or something. So there, there was no, I wasn't cooking, I didn't have a family or anything like that. So, um, and then um, as with a lot of people are saying to you earlier, I listened to quite a few of your um, episodes of your podcast. And it's really interesting to see when people kind of take the jump from corporate to setting up on their own. And a lot of people, it is a big lifestyle change, which it was for me, which was marriage and children, not the marriage part, but the, the children part, because it yeah. does, it does change everything. There's no point in pretending, you know, having kids isn't going to change your entire life It's and it should do. It's wonderful. Um, but, you know, having moved away from, the corporate world, I made the choice and was lucky to be able to make the choice to stay at home whilst my, my daughters were were young. And I'm just, again, I started, started baking a bit at that point because i slightly obsessed with, um, you know, getting my kids to eat good food, healthy mm. food, decent food, but also, you know, enjoy food more to the point because I love food. So I want them to enjoy it as well. Um, and then I wanted to reinvent, I knew I wanted to work again in some format my frame of reference of jobs was, you know, you leave for the work at 7 a.m., you get back on a good day, 7 or 8 p.m., you know. And again, I haven't been in that environment for 10 years, so I, th- I know it is different, a bit different these days. But for me, that's just not impossible with, with I don't want to be away from home for, for that long period of time. Yeah. So I spent a long time really thinking what do I actually want? I want to work. I want to be interested. I want to earn money, but I want to be at home. I want to pick my kids up from school. I want to have flexibility. I, you know, all of these things and just kept writing things down, trying different things. I went to a number of courses and the kind of drop-in days, all sorts of different things. And then I thought, right, what am I passionate about? Well, I like food. I like baking. Is there something there? And, you know, just trying all these different things. And I almost had this kind of, well, hang on. I like biscuits. I like making biscuits. It's a massive industry in the States, which, again, having worked in com, literally spent a lot of time working for American companies and seeing whatever the culture was there pretty soon became much bigger in the UK. So and it all just kind of fitted into place. And I thought, well, you know what? It's not like I'm doing anything else. Let's give it a go. You know, and as, as my kids spent more time at school, I just started doing little bits and bobs and trying different recipes and trying different things. And then I, you know, I literally just thought, well, let's just let's just try it, see what happens. And uh, and that was that was the beginning. But, you know, as we were saying before, it has adapted and changed and grown quite a lot in the past few years. But I think the, the key thing for me, just do it. Just give it a go. Make sure you're legal and am in a food industry. oh yes of course really important but you know again it's none of it's insurmountable you just figure out what you need to do um make sure you've got your legalities in place and then just just do it just see what happens give biscuits to your friends do they like them post them to your mother see if they get there without breaking in which case that's a win you know and just but just try and try and if it doesn't work try something else but just keep going just you know and that's And as a result, if someone had told me at the beginning that we would be, you know, taking on orders of thousands of biscuits and, you know, making for huge media companies and, you know, massive finance companies, I'd be like, oh, I I thought I was just going to do a couple of little pretty boxes and send them out in the post. So you, you just don't know. And when the opportunities are there take them and see what happens. You know, it, it's, it's great. It's really exciting every day. What's going to happen today? What email am I going to get today? <laughs> I love it. You me to Instagram today and ask me to be on a podcast. You just never know. Exactly. Do you know, I love that. I love the way that you've described
0: your thought process around it, because that's how I help my clients to go, you know, as women, I believe we are multi-skilled, multi-talented. There's so many different things we could be doing for a business what's the thing that lights us up what do we enjoy what would we yeah. like to do day in day out you know if you didn't yeah. like biscuits this is going to be pretty tricky for you right so you've got to find the thing that that you say yeah okay I, I really like that I'm passionate about it I've got an energy for it and I can see myself continuing to do that even if down the road it changes slightly at least you yeah. start with that feeling of that's what I'm you know yeah. I like it I'm passionate about it I'm good at it I think I could bring that to an audience, whatever it is. I mean, like I say, it doesn't have to be biscuits. But I think that's so true to kind of step outside of that. um, This is what I've always done in corporate. These are the things that I've always done. This is the conventional route and go, actually, what could I do? And the other thing I was going to say about what you said about your with your daughters. For me, I spent I was at home with my eldest two um I was a stay-at-home mum then I kind of lost my way a bit I lost my I lost kind of my identity and then I started working part-time but in the evenings at weekends to fit around uh you know so I didn't have to pay childcare right so to fit around them and then by the time I had my third child I really wanted to kind of get back into work but I was then you know at the mercy of um you know not at the mercy of a child but if if my son was ill or something happened and then I would have to, I was delivering training. Right. So then I couldn't step out of that. It wasn't like yeah. being in an office. And in the end, I just thought, what am I doing? It yeah. took me years to get to that point. I'll say it that. What am I doing? Cause actually I don't want to be out the door at half seven in the morning, getting back at six, half six at night, making their tea. And then they go to bed. I haven't seen them.
1: And it also, it can sometimes feel a bit resentful and you kind of think, hang on, what, what's my goal here? Because, And again, I think this changes as you go as well, because, you know, yes, of course, you want to earn money and you want to feel that you are earning enough money to justify what you're doing. But there are different currencies. There is time, there is happiness, there is, you know, and again, I think when when you're setting out on your own, you've got to be realistic about what you actually want to achieve, because if it is about earning loads of money, go and be a broker and work those hours and that's fine. And that's your thing and do it and do it unapologetically. That's great. If you want to pick your kids up from school at three o'clock in the afternoon, time is your currency. So you're yes. going to earn less, but you're going to fulfill that element of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And therefore, I think you start to beat yourself up a bit less about, am I good enough? Am I successful enough? Because it's like, well, actually, yes, because my daughter came home today crying about something and I was able to help with that or whatever yeah. it is. You know? And it's um, it's hard. It's really hard, you know, particularly when you've got that kind of slightly corporate mentality of you know, here's how I've measured success for 15 years. Yeah, I'm not going to measure it that way anymore. Can't quite get my head around that, but you know, so. But for me, you just I kept thinking, let's get happy. Let's just get happy. Yes, everyone's getting older. You know, the, the world. I mean, God, for whatever's happened for the past two years, if if nothing is a wake up call for let's try and get a bit of happy, then that's got to be it. You know, and there are ways of doing that that are different to the way that you might have traditionally thought you were going to you know deliver your working life
0: yes yeah and actually if you think about it like the way that kind of some jobs and careers and businesses are now like 10 years ago that didn't exist 20 years ago yeah. that was like what are you talking about you couldn't do that how could you do that
1: yeah but the, yeah. you
0: know things change and evolve don't they the conventional yeah. kind of routes to success are not well they're not conventional anymore They.
1: I always remember in some of my previous jobs thinking just just you know, give me a bit more flexibility. Mm. You know, just just let me have a Friday afternoon off here or there, or or whatever it is, and I will give you be able to give you so much more. But instead, it was very formulaic. It was you know much more kind of you're here at this time and you're here at that time, and almost that game: who's going to leave before six o'clock? You know, who's going yeah, to who's going, going to be right first out the door? Them as they leave the office, you know, and I think that doesn't happen anymore, which is great. But again, it's it's. Yeah, it's just kind of what works for me. And as you get older, you get more confidence in these things as well, you know. Yeah. And that that's a big thing, I think. And it doesn't—it of- it isn't necessarily
0: a children thing, but, no. you know, it isn't that you maybe want that flexibility because you've got children. You might have other commitments. You might want to go and do a gym class at 11 in the morning, which, yeah. you know, work won't allow you to do. Or you or might want
1: to... Um, play golf on a Friday.
0: Yeah, or yeah, maybe you are a bit of a night owl. So actually conventional office hours don't work for you because yeah. you're more productive yeah. kind of late afternoon, early evening. Yeah. I'm not, by the way, I'm always asleep on the sofa at half nine, but for other people that may work. Yeah. So it's interesting because where you are now, you know, like your dream now isn't what it was when you were younger because we, we evolve, right? As, as, yeah. as people. So what changed for you?
1: I don't, I mean I don't know I think um when I look back I I I have absolutely no kind of qualms or regrets about the the way my working life or or any elements have really but then again I will always choose to see glass half full um I just think you know for me that's a, a much more positive way to live well for everybody but you know um but I, you do change as a person you get older you have different priorities not just not just family but you know again the realization that 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 environment that was amazing in my twenties, just, just isn't what I want anymore. I actually want to be sitting at home watching Ted Lasso at nine o'clock on a Sunday, not in a wine bar in Soho or, or whatever it is, you know, so things like that change. Um, and, and again, like we were saying, your, your kind of your personal currency of what you want, you know, I want time, I want fulfillment. Um, I actually some days really enjoy the solitary nature of my work, and I don't want to be in an office of twenty-five other people having to have like kind of game face on all day, you know. Yeah. And of course, there are the days when you know. Again, we, we were talking before uh, we start recording about the, the kind of the network, and there are the days that I'll say to somebody else that that runs a small business, "Oh, just really need a coffee today," and you know. And so we'll go and have a meeting or whatever we want to call it, but you. Because you need that human interaction again. but you know so it's just I just think it's almost like kind of resetting every six months and just checking where you are. Are you happy? Are you doing what you want to be doing? Is it making you happy? Or is it stressing you out? Is it actually fulfilling your goals, whether those be revenue, whether those be time, whether those be you know happiness? and just just yeah. adapting all the time because nothing's set in stone and nothing can be really, you know, because you never know what's going to be around the next corner. And again, sorry to come back to the pandemic, but who knew, right? Two years oh, ago. Oh, exactly. Who knew? <laughs> I'm
0: not even, I don't think I'd even was that familiar with the word pandemic, if I'm honest. No,
1: no absolutely not. Though, what on earth is that? You know, nobody have even heard of that before. No. You no. Know, I remember saying to my daughter, she had a, a sleepover. I said, oh, don't worry, darling, a couple of weeks, we'll do it. We'll do it just after. Yeah. We start. Mm, that was two years ago. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, you've got to adapt. But if you think as well about how you know, when you
0: work in corporate, um, you know, when you work for somebody else, when you're employed, the, the goals of that organisation change over time and they Absolutely. will for you too. And that's fine. If everything stayed the same, if you just kept doing what you were doing without adapting, the world changes around you and then you realise that you're, you're a bit out of step with what everybody else is yeah. doing. So You've got to have that ability to, to flex and adapt. And I think to reflect on what's and what's happening what's good what's not yeah. good and, and change it moving forward
1: I think one of the one of the amazing things and funny enough a friend said this to me a, a, a guy that I know who who was very senior at one of the big broom companies very corporate man been doing it all his life and then he left and set up to become an artist and he's now you know a good successful designer but I remember him saying to me you have got the luxury to learn as you go I mean who even gets that you know and it really stuck with me because yeah. again, once you've got your legalities in place, if it doesn't work, you don't have to stick with it. It's not like you have to go and find a new job. You just change what you're doing, you know, and you're always going to get something that blows up. There's there's no way in pretending everything is going to be smooth all the time. And whether that's, you know, a, a customer who is mean to you, they don't like what you do. And some people will go, oh, wasn't that good. And some people will give you a real flame mail. And you obviously it hasn't happened often but when it has you have that moment of kind of I'm just going to sit and have a little cry and then actually there must be something in that so let's take a learn from it let's take this as a learn rather than as something that's going to destroy me and make me sob my way through the weekend you know and I think with all of these things feedback is crucial listen to what people are saying to you look at your space look at what is going on around you but but the luxury of being able to take those knocks and turn them into a learn is phenomenal. In a, in a big corporate environment, you probably just get reprimanded or, you know, moved yes. off from something else. Whereas when it's you and your business, you can actually go, okay, I could have done that bit better. Couldn't I? Or okay, yeah. I think maybe I need to look at it a bit more this way or whatever it is, but, but it's, it's actually really, you know, exciting to go, Right. That's not ideal. So I want to do it this way. and I'm going to do it this way. Oh, my God, that's so much better. I'm much happier. Everyone's much happier. You know, whatever it is. So, you know, and don't you know, I'm not I'm not, you know, Teflon. Things do hurt. But equally, you can turn around. You really can. Well, feedback is a gift,
0: right? It's not always the gift that you want, but it's the (laughs) gift that you're getting. And everything in life that you do. I firmly believe there's an opportunity to learn from it. Absolutely. Again, you might not want to learn that thing, but it's an opportunity. If you can, if you can see it for the learning experience that it is, yeah. you'll grow.
1: Absolutely. And again, you can often, you know, one of the things if, if um, I have a real rule that that if there is anything like somebody, either if somebody wants to just know the basics about the biscuits or somebody wants to talk through something, they're worried about whatever. Pick up the phone. Don't do it over email. Just pick up the phone and have a real conversation with somebody. And, you know, it's very easy to be a bit stroppy on an email. It's very, very hard to do it to someone's face or yes. when you're actually having a conversation with someone, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes if someone is questioning a price or a product or something, if I can call them and say, well, actually, here's what it actually is. They go, oh, OK, no, that's brilliant. Thank you for taking the time. Rather yes. than I email. They email. I email. They, it's like, come on, pick up the phone. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's pop it through. And again, that, that's bizarrely a time saver because you stop the whole email back and forth. Yes. But again, it's, it's such a wonderful way to learn from what somebody actually wants rather than what they've said in an email. So again, you're adapting what they yes. what, think they want or, you know, and again, to relate to your earlier point about me kind of saying this is a bit of a marketing business is understanding what do you actually want them for? Is it a conference? Is it yes. an event? Is it a promotion? Are you wanting people to call you back? Do you just want people to feel happy today? You know, because we can do something creative to match that objective that is a little bit more interesting than putting your logo on a biscuit. And that's, you know, or if you want a logo on a biscuit, just do that. But let's understand what you're trying to achieve and apply that.
0: You've just made me think about so last night I hit 2,000 downloads for my podcast which I was really pleased about because I was aiming for it it's Yay. my pod, it's my podcast birthday on the 5th of Feb oh. right, so I was aiming for 2,000 by the 5th of Feb and I hit it last night so I'm super pleased but you've just I just had a flash of inspiration of uh my logo on a biscuit when I hit my my next milestone is 5,000 you let Um, me know downloads right that's what I'm doing I don't know who I'll give them to maybe I'll just eat them myself but I'll just have biscuits with my face on
1: yeah absolutely why not though why not this is you know funny enough though I worked with a company over the pandemic who hadn't they were quite a small team and they hadn't seen each other in person for 18 months so we did a box with everybody's face on On the biscuit and and sent a set to everybody on the team. So they they just got a box of all their faces on a biscuit. Isn't that brilliant? That is
0: so cute.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. And they loved it. They absolutely loved it because, you know, which one to eat first, the person you really like or the person you're not (laughs) not scared of? Do you think
0: that's really weird though? So, like, I I was doing some corporate work and I was talking to some people and they said they had people who'd been in their team for 18 months and they'd never met them. I I know. So weird.
1: But again, relating that to my office-based life, is, I mean, such a huge part of those jobs was the people and the environment and the, yeah, yeah. And the fun and the, you know, and I think it's got, it, it really, it's really hard for people this working from home because it, it is, I mean, you know, obviously that's kind of, I keep looking around because I'm actually in my, in my bakery at the moment, you know, but it when I, oh yeah, hard, really hard. I think yeah. one really needs to actually, Acknowledge what they've done and how brilliantly everyone is really getting on with stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel that now, like, because I've got my office at the bottom of the garden, I love it. But I do miss people.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I need both.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the thing, you know, when you go into this small business setup, this is why the network's so important. I'm part of a couple of local small business groups. Um, and again, it's everything from does anybody know how to do your tax return through to my boiler's broken. Anybody? You know, and it and it's so supportive and it's just full of people building each other up, helping each other, finding answers to whatever their their challenge is that day. Um, and and that's what you fall back on, you know, because yes. they, they get it. They get that you're you've been sitting in a room on your own for a few hours and you know need to talk to somebody or you're freezing because the boiler's gone but you don't know what to do about it or whatever it is, silly. People, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so, you know, anyone setting up a small business, just get that network going whether it's through Instagram or, you know, a local Facebook group. But it's invaluable.
0: Absolutely invaluable. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to a, a face-to-face networking event tomorrow. I'm Amazing. So face face <laughs> Face-to-face, like real people and we're going to get food as well. Amazing. Um, wonderful. <laughs> so is, um, is baking still fun for you? And the reason I ask that is because my premise of what I want to help women to achieve is freedom, flow, fulfilment and fun. I believe you should be able to have that in your life. Yeah. I think we've touched on all of that about, you know, what's your currency? What are the things that you're looking for? For me, those things are super important. So do you have that? And do you still have the fun in baking?
1: Do you know what? I really do. I really do. And it's... um this is kind of what I love about the way the business has evolved because for me personally, it, it ticks so many boxes because, you know, because we are incredibly small. Um, I, I do so many different elements of the business that, that actually keeps my brain going because I'm thinking, you know, and then I'm chatting to clients and we're developing ideas, creative ideas for, for their biscuits or what they're trying to achieve or understanding, you know, like I said, I pick up the phone and work out. So you know, rather than just say, let's send everyone a biscuit. Let's think about how we could do that. So that side of things is fulfilling, you know, again, writing blog posts and updating websites and stuff. And I love all of that. But equally, if I know I've got 1,000, 2,000 biscuits, quite like getting my head down and getting on with it. It's, you know, and again, it's like we were saying that the, having worked in a, a very kind of screen environment, always had a screen in front of me, a keyboard in front of me. It's actually really nice to do something with your hands and to, to yeah. you know, and it's it's um, um, it's sort of one one of the um, people that work with me. Um, sometimes um, she can touch the top of a biscuit and know if it's right or not. It's just just literally not even prod it. Just just general. Yep, that one's done. Nope, that one not. And it's you know. So again, you it, it's the tactile nature of these things that that yeah love it. So yeah. So I actually feel really kind of happy that the business has evolved this way and and again keeping it at size where I can still manage it for now with the the prospect that you know in the next few years who knows maybe I will be able to outsource different elements to different people but again I think that's part of knowing you and your business and what speed you're ready to grow and what speed you're ready to outsource different things because like you say something like you know social media god I would love somebody to do it all but then you lose your tone of voice and then you lose your To you today or you lose you know elements of that and that and the like you said we had a good old chat on Instagram and it was very spontaneous and if someone's doing all that for me that's not going to happen you know yeah, yeah. but equally you've got to know having said that you've got to know when to outsource I can't write my own legal documents I can't you know yeah all, all that sort of thing so But also
0: there will be things that you don't love doing that don't come naturally to you. Like um, if you're not like (laughs) numbers minded, you might need you might need help. Obviously, you need help with tax and stuff like that, but you might not understand that. But the other thing is that sometimes. um, So I've taught myself how to do all the things I need to do within the business. I used to. My first um, uh, experience of outsourcing was paying my daughter a fiver an episode to edit my podcast. And then I taught myself to do it because she didn't really want to do it. She didn't even want the money. She's just grumpy. But um, I've taught myself how to do it. There will be things that you you could do, but it will take you so much longer and you don't enjoy it. So why not let somebody else do it so then you can focus on the bits that do, do drive the business forward or do make you happier?
1: And again, that, that was quite a learn with, um, you know, so with things like if we're putting 2,000 biscuits into bags, of course I can do it, but it's not the most sensible use of time, you know. Yes. So, so you know, things like that. Um, How long then, does that take to put 2,000 biscuits in quite bags? Quite a long time, quite a long time. You mm. know, there's uh, the, the these are invisible costs that nobody sees, right? It's yeah. like it's only a bit of flour, butter and sugar, isn't it? It's like, well, a little bit more than that, actually. But it's... Um, yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> it's interesting as well, when you were
0: talking about that kind of process of putting stuff together, I do wonder if a lot of stuff we do these days is is um, digital, it's online. There's no, there's, you can't feel, like for me, even with me, I can't, coaching is not a physical thing that I can hold. I can't, yeah. sometimes it's hard to measure the outcome. Whereas when I've baked a muffin and I've got that in my hand, it's a tangible thing that I've made
1: that yeah. tastes great. Yeah, and I think I mean I think that there's certain seems to be a bit of a movement for kind of people kind of rediscovering their creativity. Mm. And I read something this morning actually that said, um, you know, uh, you, kids are creative by the by the very nature of what of who they are. They're creative, and adults less so. I mean, it can't go anywhere, can it? We just probably don't use it as much. So we just you know, yeah, we so, get out of the habit of using yeah, it. Yeah, and because and it's quite you, interesting to develop that again. Yeah, and because if you
0: think about um, and I was talking to somebody on a podcast episode about this recently. If you think about, I don't know, how old are your girls? Uh, 12 and 10. So then, they, so then, you know, in a couple of years, what happened, well, they'll start funneling down mm. from all the subjects to to less subjects, to GCSE, then even less to A-level. Then if they go to degree or, you know, whatever, the yeah. next step, you funnel it down to one thing. And it's almost like saying that's the one thing that you're good at that you can do and actually there's so many things that you can do you don't have to so many I hate this phrase but it strings to your bow you don't have to just be doing that thing I think as adults we forget we can do all those other things because we just stay on that road of doing the thing that we're doing
1: and they might be the thing that make us make us really happy or god forbid make us really unhappy we need to stop doing them or you know you know, and and I think you you hit a life stage where you see. I, I think we certainly saw it with some friends. People kind of get a bit trapped because they have the career they started at 21, 22, You hit a certain level of success; it's great, but then you you have that lifestyle, and suddenly you can't actually adapt yes. because you've got the mortgage, and you've got the kids, and you've got this, and the come no, 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 whatever it is. Um, and you know, so again, the, to to, and I do see it as a luxury to to be able to go actually. I'm going to reinvent and I'm going to do this and it's going to look like this for me and I'm going to try and make it look like this you know and and it is it it's, t- it's brave but it's it's also to have that opportunity to do that a lot of people don't have that so yeah, yeah. you know yeah. it's actually a really cracking thing to be able to just get on and say I want to do this and this is how I want to make it look and I will make it a success but you know you got to adapt and you got to learn as you go
0: and I think one of the reasons that I kind of that I've defined myself as the dream transition mentor is because I think people feel, well, if I wanted to do something for myself, I'd be leaving like my salary on my job on the Friday and on the Monday, I'd be starting in my new business and where would I get income from? I'm not suggesting that that's how you do it. I think if you start to build it while you are employed, you then are slowly transitioning or quickly yeah. depends how it grows, but yeah. it's not like all or nothing. You're going, okay, so I'm doing the thought work now. Well, I have the, the yeah. security. And I do that in my kind of, um, you know, air things, air quotes, because I think the pandemic has shown us that job security is not as secure as we thought it was, but no. you know, while you're still earning a salary, start to build that business now yeah. so you can transition into it. So it isn't that kind of, you yeah. know, jumping off a cliff into something new.
1: Yeah. And again, listen on the way, you know, if you, if you have um, a, a product range yet you love it, but nobody's ever bought it, listen to the audience. It's not yeah. app, you know, so adapt it, change it to something else. And, you, you know, again, it's just kind of, just like we said, every six months, getting a bit, taking a step back, deep breath. Let's have a look. Is this working? Is this working? Is this working? No. You know, and again, little things like working hours, like you said, you're, you're asleep at nine o'clock, whatever. I mean, me too. That's very much how I work. But I have been known to get up on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. and have like 500 biscuits done by nine o'clock. Wow. I don't resent that at all because I was with my kids the night before or I was yeah. doing something that I wanted to, to do. So again it's it's kind of accepting actually if I want this to work for me, then I will work from 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. But that's yeah. my choice. That's no one's making me do that. That's up to me. And again it's that kind of thing. So if you are kind of starting as a side hustle or trying to see how things start to work out, you've got you've got the luxury of that time. So try and try and use it if you want to. Yes. And if you don't, that's fine too. But accept that you're not actually Wanting to do that, so maybe you need to adapt a bit to something different that isn't going to involve working on a Saturday morning or or yeah. whatever it is. It's you know none of it's insurmountable, but it's it is about kind of really working out what you are and are prepared to do. Because nobody yeah. made a million pounds just by sitting there, you know.
0: It's, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, You know they they've all worked for their money, most of them. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's your proudest biscuit moment then so far <laughs> to date?
1: Well <laughs> I um I work a lot with Penguin and we do it's brilliant, we do book covers for a lot of the book launches. Uh, there's two actually, so I'm just gonna take this one quickly. Um and they said could we do some book covers? Um and it was for Michelle Obama's book and in my I mean, head, I'm just going to do
0: a mic drop there for Michelle Obama. <laughs> Amazing.
1: <laughs> so, although, you know, literally I made the biscuits for her book launch and was, you know, sent them off to Penguin, my head were kind of besties as a result of that because she must have seen my biscuits, right? She must have done. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: so therefore she's probably sitting there going oh there's this there's this is woman that's you know sitting in a little bakery in the suburbs makes the most amazing biscuits and in my head she has that conversation with herself every day so that's nice um but no that was just that was just brilliant just you know just great just actually seeing something like that translate into the biscuit and again seeing the traction that they actually got through people receiving them and just going oh my god I've got the book I've got the biscuit amazing but um one of the ones that, that we were talking about just, just before, and again, this one was interesting because it scared the living daylights out of me, which obviously, you know, you have to overcome. But we got asked to work an event for the BBC um, and they had the international production teams from the various different Bake Off shows across Europe and, and um, across Asia. And they were all in London at BBC Television Centre for a two-day conference, but they wanted... a uh, a bit of a, a fun activity to do on the second afternoon so we you know we had various conversations about the types of things we could do and i had to keep saying to myself they're tv producers they're not bakers it's fine it's fine no one's going to be judging my baking but you know it's, it's high pressure it's... anyway what we decided to do in the end we got a and the, the very iconic image of the white tent and the bunting and you know, the the kind of you know the graphics that they use divided that into 25 smaller squares and every team got given plain ice biscuits, sets of different coloured piping icing, edible ink pens, and a number on the back. So everyone had to copy just the square that they had. So they didn't see what the big image was, they just saw a little square in front of them. And each one had been kind of designed to have a bit of something interesting, but something achievable. Um, and it was wonderful just looking at every like these TV producers that work with bakers day in day out. They're literally getting all the piping icing out and make re, kind of recreating, and then we put them all together on a big stand at the end. And it, it was wonderful looking. At the The final picture was created, um, and people loved it, absolutely loved it. And it was um, it was a real real accolade actually to how that can work as an activity. How you know was ba- we were baking for the people that make bake off, which is threatening, you know, like not threatening, sorry, wrong word, but, um, you know, intimidating, very intimidating. Um, um, and again, the importance to plan and prepare for something like that, because, you know, we were joking about it, but there's no, Oh, I'm just going to pop out and get some more icing bags. You've got that half hour window and it's got to work because you're not going to get asked back if it doesn't. And it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And so, yeah, so that was something that I'll be honest was so scary but you as my dad says take a deep breath push on and it was amazing absolutely yeah. amazing so yeah great fun and have you got a picture of the end result I have I can email it through to you
0: yeah send it, it to me send it yeah, to, I it to I me I will. love it's to really, see it
1: it's absolutely wonderful and again the, it was so interesting watching the the kind of competitive nature whilst also people just love piping and icing yeah, yeah. It's it's just wonderful, and the people like squirt me a little bit, and oh yeah, <laughs> a sugar hit, lovely. So um, yeah, but so it was, it was a really fun event actually. And again, I think once the pandemic and people are back in offices and a bit need a bit more kind of fun, that's that's another side of the business because we've done a few things like that, and icing classes and all that sort of thing. And you know, again, it just brings a little bit of joy into a group environment. You know, and uh, and it's really fun again because you get the interaction and you get to see people and kind of demonstrate skills. So that's something that moving forward, once people are allowed to be in the same room together for a period of time, we'll do more of that. Yeah, I love that kind of baking, team building activity is Brilliant. Yeah. yeah.
0: So one of the things that you you said when I asked you some questions before the interview um, was you said that there's no happiness in comparison. And I really loved that. Do you want to kind of talk to me a bit about, you know, what that means to you?
1: It's, it's, um, I mean, it's, about small business, but I suppose it's about everything really. Um, you know, when I was setting up the business, obviously, as, as I said earlier, I really did do a lot of kind of looking around at other businesses. How do they work? How do people manage them? And really trying to understand, and you can get quite a good insight into people's businesses through, through their Instagram feeds because a lot of people share how they work or who's on the team or what their workspace is and all that sort of thing. And I spent really a lot of time kind of really thinking you know how, how do people make this work what's what do I need to do as the priority versus long down the line and as a result you get to know quite a few businesses in your in your space um and that is can be a very positive thing but equally you then if you say for example get caught, asked oh can you make x number of biscuits for us and then you often never hear from them again and then you see somebody in your space made those biscuits oh right oh, yeah it? and I didn't oh you know yeah. and and it can really get you down or you can just go, oh, well, good for them. And what I've actually done is I've actually, um, to sound terribly American about this, but I've actually reached out to a couple of companies in my space or people that are doing what I'm doing and you know, kind of said, look, I think the market's big enough for us all to be in touch. Um, yeah. Because also, you never know the day that you're utterly overloaded and you actually can't make an order um so it's great to say look I can't do this one but I know somebody brilliant that can or, or whatever it is um but also just just kind of because they have the same challenges as you and a lot of the same um you know ideas and stuff so I I really like the idea of collaborative working with people in your space but not looking going well why are they so much bigger why uh, because yes. already I can feel myself going ah this is no good yeah I don't, I don't want to feel like that I would much rather go wow she's really good at that you know and think how can I be yeah at that not copy you know again small creative businesses nothing good comes from you know copying but um but you can yeah you can admire from a distance shall we say yeah or even even directly chat there's a, a lady that I started following years ago who's now actually quite a good friend who was who in this space and We'll call up and say, right, well, what what do you do about this? What are you going to do about this, or whatever? And that's a really positive relationship that's come out of it, rather than me thinking, well, God, she's so much better than I am, or she's been going so much longer than I have, or uh, whatever it is. Well, her boxes yeah. are so much prettier than mine are, or something. It just makes you feel rubbish. And I think I, I that. think.
0: I think that grows I think you can get that when as you grow your confidence because I think sometimes when you first start out you feel like you know other people who do the same sort of stuff as you or your competition or you know you there's not enough business to go around and of course there's enough business to go around Yeah, there's enough and people eating biscuits there's enough people needing coaching and
1: yeah, you know a bit like
0: you say about you know why did they go for the other per- the person rather than you it's a bit like well why do people go to another coach not me well sometimes it's it's
1: out that way they it answered it no, out that way there's you know slower or know somebody that knows somebody yeah. or something you know but it's it's never a reason to I mean if if I always think if it's happening repeatedly and I will sometimes you know ask for feedback and say just out of interest you know can I ask sometimes it's straightforward cost sometimes it's straightforward um we've worked with them before they're set up as a supplier on our system it's yeah. that black and white. you know um and sometimes, you know, it's it's something their ideas were better. And you go, okay, I'll take that on the chin and yeah. I will learn from that. You know, so it's, I remember that I um, a training thing I did years ago when I was managing a team in corporate. But I remember saying, right, let's think of the things that that wind us up or, or piss us off or whatever and look at it and go, right, can I fix it? Can someone else fix it, such as my manager? Or is that just the way things are and I either suck it up or get a different job? And it's actually quite a good way of looking at yeah, that yeah, yeah. because, you know, you can go, well, actually I can change that. Or I can ask somebody I work with to help me change that. Or actually flower is always going to be work that way or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Or, if yeah. I don't like the texture of flower, shouldn't do this job. D- d- silly example, but. but Yeah. Yeah. I mean. um, so, yeah, so I, I kind of, you know, and that does kind of fall into the comparison element because it's very easy to kind of look at, something that somebody else is doing and think well why can't I do that it's like well can I or do I need someone else to make that happen or is that just I'm not big enough or I don't have that access that or whatever it is
0: or maybe but, even I don't want to do that
1: yeah well that's and again that's or, quite a hard one to admit to yourself to actually go don't want to yeah but that's very empowering the first time you go I really don't want that order I really don't want to yeah do yeah.
0: It. yeah yeah say no to something yeah, yeah.
1: and you actually go Yeah, I really don't. I haven't slept for three nights and I haven't even got it yet. So let's just assume I don't want to do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Even in the biscuit world, it happens.
0: (laughs) I love that, even in the biscuit world.
1: So um,
0: before we finish... I'd like, uh, what I'm doing for 2022 is is leaving the podcast with a little lift. So some words of inspiration or encouragement or motivation. So have you got a little lift that you could share with our audience?
1: Biscuits make everybody happy. (laughs) (laughs) But aside from that, aside from that, I would say, and this is what I kind of try and say to myself, just do it. Just see what happens. Give it a go. Just do it. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? We've just had two years of the worst happening. So just grab it and do it and see what happens, you know? And that's the only way you're going to find out if it works for you or not, you know? And yeah. and I'm not saying resign and start tomorrow, but just start, just do something. Have a very basic plan, but you don't need to sit and write relentless business plans. You need to go... So true, just yes. just make a biscuit and see what happens with it, rather than plan where I'm going to be year one, year five, year whatever, it's going to make some biscuits. See what's going to happen. Yeah, know? yeah. And that's very much what I did. And funny enough, I, I came across it the other day. Um, I sent a, a, a lady that I worked with years ago who's very amazing and she ordered some biscuits from me and I sent her the box and I sent a gift note saying, thank you for being the first person I'm not related to that has bought biscuits. <laughs> because she was. Yeah, yeah. But that was just going to go, let's just do it. Let's just do it. See what happens. And somebody ordered. Hooray. And it's gone upwards since then. But that I think that's it. It's, you know, who knows what's going to be going on this time next year. Just give it a go. Give it a go. You never know. It might come good. (laughs) I love (laughs) it. Probably will.
0: So where can can our listeners, uh, my listeners find you then, Griselda? Where do you Um, mostly hang out?
1: My main channel is uh, Instagram. So at Enchanting Bakes. Um and then I'm on Facebook as well, again at Enchanting Bakes. Uh the website is enchantingbakes.co.uk. Um we are not on the high street partner, so you can find us on there again, Enchanting Bakes. I'll just keep saying it. (laughs) And Etsy, Enchanting Bakes. Um, so yeah, all of those, all of those channels. Um, and again, yes, if anybody needs biscuits for any occasion, big or small, we genuinely are passionate about biscuits. And we'll always try and do something to spread a little bit, a little bit of biscuit joy in the world. A little bit of biscuit love. I think I might
0: go and do some baking. Do you know what? I might go and do some baking now. The baking of bit,
1: what can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> the world's better place with cake and biscuits.
0: Absolutely. So nice to talk to you. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. So honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I really appreciate a, the opportunity, but also I think it's, it's wonderful just, you know, encouraging small businesses to get together celebrate their successes learn from you know challenges and yeah let's all just have a good 2022 just do it just do it just do it <laughs> just do it
0: thank you you have been listening to the your dream or Mind podcast with laura cruz if you enjoyed it could you do me a favor please leave a review. A five-star one would be perfect. And subscribe. This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. Oh, and don't forget to come and find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. I would love to help you to transition into your own dream life. It's what I'm really good at. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.